Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm here at RMIT University in Melbourne, and I'm presenting Talking Design. I'm here with a fashion designer, or I don't think he likes to be called a fashion designer. I think that kind of irks him a bit, so I won't call him a fashion designer because he's kind of multi-talented and he's a very interesting character, and you probably might even have something of uh, his in your wardrobe. So welcome to the show, Alistair Trung. Hello, Stephen. Good morning. Uh, a pleasure to be here. Look, Alistair... Um, you're based in Sydney, so to have you down in Melbourne to the studio is a treat, and um, yes. I've been looking mm. forward to having you on the show for mm. some time. Thank you. But maybe, Stephen, before we start, you can actually maybe call me maybe a, a draper or a slasher. A draper it, or it, slasher. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's probably more describes more accurately what I do, actually. So well, I think just slashing in, and draping. Yeah. Well, I think to introduce Alistair, he studied at University of Technology in Sydney in fashion, and um, but I first met Alistair at uh, Bay of Fires, uh, no, Design Island in Hobart Correct. a number yeah. of years ago, and it was at a winery, and Alistair was um, showing how to drape or how to tie or wear his clothes in a number of ways. It was an interesting idea because yes. it was it was very heartfelt and it wasn't, you know, you have to wear it this way or that way. You were really telling people, do what you like with Yes, clothing. I mean, I, I always feel, you know, I, I design 50% of the clothing mm. and I feel the other 50 is actually the wearer, uh, the wearer's responsibility. Mm. And I, I think that has always been my philosophy since the beginning. And um, and I think it, that's really founded on common sense, Stephen. It's, um, you know, I, I feel, you know, a lot of things in life are a bit static. So, you know, we have static architecture, static food, static uh, spaces, um, you know, a lot of static static design concepts. So I feel every, everything should actually be a bit more abstract, a bit, bit more open-ended. And then you can actually just... It allows. It actually gives you space to actually cultivate the brain. So, Alistair, yeah. I remember many yeah. years ago you started in the rocks, a little studio. Yes, almost quite zen-like with little. Actually, candles. it wasn't little. I was lucky to get like a, a three hundred and fifty square meters. Oh, quite big. Um, heritage space. It was like a two hundred year old wool store in the rocks. So it was a very lucky break, um, and and I had this actually quite palatial, uh, haunting space actually. Yeah. And that's how I actually got started. So I, I never worked in the industry. Uh, I never worked for a, com- a company. So, so did you go straight from UTS to design? Well, I had probably a year of depression. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a year and a half. And I did, the, the, uh, you know, bits and pieces of, of, of freelance work. Yeah. Why were you depressed? You just didn't know where well, you were going. Well, I think, I think everyone feels this, that, that I think, uh, I mean, in a way, I wasn't really ready for, for the degree to go through UTS. I think it was more about me. And I think, you know, a lot of the time, education's wasted when you're not ready. It, it's, I, I feel the same with high school. And I wasn't ready to go to high school. But you finished. Oh, yes, in a kind of, you know, um, yes. So, I mean, and I finished my degree as well, but I feel that, that that's my personal experience. I mean, I would love to actually come back and get educated. I mean, I feel that very, very strongly. So I feel education often, and I speak to other people too, and they, they have similar feelings that, that maybe, you know, if, if it was that maybe another 10 years later, you get a lot more out of, of the course. So yeah. you had a little break and then you started up. On your own? I did. I mean, I felt really, I mean, I never really went, I've never written a resume in my entire life. So this whole process of applying for a job uh, and, uh, you know, and submitted to an, uh, a job agent or what, all of these things are actually white noise to me. It's completely alien. So, and even to this day, 
you know, people you ask me to submit biographies. Like, I don't even have it on my website. Um, so I mean, it, it's uh, so I mean, I, I had to actually. Um, so I, 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 I sort of naturally, I, I didn't go. Did I didn't go down that road. So you started in the rocks. Yes. How, how do you start a first collection? Well, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I had no money. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I wasn't back my by rich parents. I, I, did, I, I had no idea about taking a loan for the bank. All of those things. Actually, and, and people, I had a lot of advice from business people. It's like, you should do this, you should do that, take our loan, blah, 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 blah. But as I was working and, 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 and finding my way through, I thought that, you know, really, you, you learn by doing. And then a lot of things is about common sense. And, you know, my, in my experience, that, you know, you need none of these things to actually succeed. I mean, what you need is actually really hard work, a lot of hard work. I mean, I was also on the floor, I was making, I was sewing, I was selling, I was cleaning. Uh, I did, you know, so, I mean, I, I learned multitasking very, very early on. Alistair, yeah. you now have five stores? I have five stores, yes. Five stores, Melbourne, Sydney. Yes. Um, and you- I've never done a business plan either. I, I should <laughs> add, add that in because I feel there's actually also, Stephen, a lot yeah. of pressure to do all of these things, to, to get a PR agent, to, to, to do all this marketing. Yeah. To But I, I feel that... Um, that's very overwhelming, and I think when you're just beginning, all of those things are not important. I think the most important thing is actually uh, the, the, the design and actually get into yourself and galvanize that part of you so you can actually, you know, what, yeah. Uh, um, Alistair, who did you see as your clientele when you were starting? Because you don't just make a collection. I mean, is it for you? But I literally did. I did it for myself, I mean, and I still do. I mean, I think the most important thing is that I have to love it. I wrote test it myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not a jeans t-shirt designer. Yeah. I'm people not one of... Yeah. people who don't know Alistair yes, Trung's yeah. work, even though um, you can see it in Melbourne, Sydney, at his stores, yeah. fairly draped, usually black, but then you add some print as well. But I it's do. kind of abstract clothing. It really is something that you just... You can tie in different ways. And and it's something that I, I feel is actually so easy. And, I, you know, I get all kinds... I mean, people think we get all the arty... Architects and, and all those people, and then we do, but also the majority of people are actually just very um, conservative people mm. who actually, you know, they're, 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 they're lawyers, they're, they're accountants, they're academics, and artists as well, who actually, uh, a lot of artists actually don't even think about what they're wearing. So, but all of these people are actually have been wearing the things that, ha- that have been prescribed to them, but they're getting to a point where I think people are feeling, well, there's something that's not right about this. My psyche has changed. Physically, mm-hmm. I've changed. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I've changed. Um, so I feel that they need a, a, a new language. Mm-hmm. And I think people are really looking for that. And yeah. I'd have to say, I mean, if you go into an Alistair Trung store, yeah. there's not this idea. You have some delightful messages on the window, which are very <laughs> hilarious. Some of those uh, messages... Can you remind me some of the messages? Oh, actually, you... when I first opened the, the, the Little Collins Street store, and and, and 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 these are the things that, that I always felt very, very genuinely and very passionately about. And, and, and these things come up in conversations that what I have with they... people. I mean, the first quote that I did, I did for the window is that I like to create clothing that doesn't give women a nervous breakdown. Mm. So, and that got so many people in, and so many women and men identify with that and i kept on getting people taking photographs in front of the store you know why has fashion become annoying to a lot of people where it does make them anxious when they go into a store is it too dictatorial well i think you know i mean 
look, fa- fashion is on is only one level that clothing can be, and I think that uh, I mean I I prefer the words cloth and clo- um, and clothing and dressing, actually, because they're the things that really inspire me. Uh, they're the things that actually really compel me to actually explore and 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 have fun with. So I mean, I start with that. So I mean that and and those words have actually really kept me away from going into very silly tangents. So I think fashion's one thing. It's a level that's fine, and I think that there's a lot of creativity. Uh, so so that's fine. But I think that what we as an industry have failed to do is actually to articulate and to 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 really. Make the, the deeper connections with people. So I think what happens when you move on from being 19 years old or 20 years old, and then going to like 35, and then going on to like 55, and then going on to your 80s, you know, we we go through changes. And I think the industry does not address these emotional issues. Mm. I think we we we're constantly talking about branding, mm. but it's I, a cringy word, isn't it? Well, I think you know it's it's overused, like like words like integrity and 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 ethics and. And I think they lose their power. I mean, I prefer the word ideology. Mm-hmm. So I think that's more to do with actually connecting. Um, and Alistair, how do you tend to start? I mean, just to for people to realise, Alistair doesn't just design clothing for women to wear every day. You work with opera, dance, theatre. I do, a and, variety and, of and it's, it's something. I mean, I I I I feel I'm, I'm I need other things. And and my my mind works on many many levels. So uh, you know, I mean, for for me, I, I design all the spaces in the store. Um, I mean, I I also work with my team. And then, but I, I've never have. I I don't run a. And people ask me actually. I bump into a friend, and then and um, she said to me, "Oh, how's their empire going?" So that actually annoyed you. It, no, it actually it actually no, it made me think actually, Stephen. It it, it sort of I I, I sort of. It, it, it actually she she sparked something in me and 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 I, I then I realized well well that's interesting that you've said that uh, but and I said to her actually I always felt like I run a theater company so it's more directing it, it's, well it's more comedy and tragedies <laughs> you know uh, so I, I feel I never feel that I run a fashion company per se I mean I, I really genuinely I, I don't feel that it's always actually about me actually just. Going into myself, Stephen. I, I really and I have never made a five-year plan. I mean, my, my common sense tells me you've got to make money on day one. I'm not waiting five for five years to, for this business to succeed. Uh, I can't afford it. I've got to pay rent. I've got to pay staff. So I think it's pragmatism. It's logic. It's how common you, sense. Yeah. Well, so how do you tend to start your your process with? Each collection. I mean, you do have two primary two primary collections a year. I do you- roughly, but you know, I've really delayed the process. And and what I had to do in order to survive, uh, and in order to actually keep myself alive, is actually to design totally design the process in which I work. So even down to you know all of these. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I think it's too fast. It's much too fast. There are too many collections. Uh, I mean, I saw on a store window um, today, even just go passing, coming here, pre-collection. I don't know what what's pre-collection, and then That's there's resort one. collection. There's there's yeah. too many collections. There's too much information in the industry. The c- consumers are confused. I think you know we're 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 we're, we're hyping up like the uh, like what's showing in Paris or whatever, and then they go in the shop and they can't find it. So I think too much information. 
and the timing is totally wrong. It should be more like the film industry where you know they, they would hype up like a film and they have all of these trailers, mm. and then you can actually go and see a movie. Mm. Rather than see, yeah, a and then, but there isn't this delay, like see, a six months delay, you know. So you, you go and see what what's a movie like Silence of the Lamb or something. Yeah. Was that a bit old? I'm I'm not very up to date yeah. with these things. The Coen Brothers, the Gatsby. <laughs> what's the Baz Luhrmann <laughs> thing? You know. So well, they would hype that up maybe like two three weeks, you know, before yeah. the, the movie, and then people all get excited, and then they actually go in there and purchase the ticket. And and see that movie. So I think it makes so much sense. I think the industry is killing itself by giving too much information. You know, yeah. there's just too much that's yeah. out there, and people are all confused. It's all white noise, and then people just start well, to switch off. Alistair, uh, um, so how do yeah. you how do you start working up ideas, even if it's not yes for a specific yes specific collection how do you start the process is it okay when's the best time for you to start getting in creative mode and thinking forward well i mean for for, for me i'm always thinking so i think that that that's a never-ending thing i mean it's my life so and i haven't really made the and i don't think it's necessary to even make different differentiation between your life or your work mm. i mean to me it's all the same thing um but i mean i i the the really important step that i've i've learned through, through just finding my way through doing all of these things. And then it's actually to, to be on the floor is actually the best education that I have See had. Clients it's in. the most powerful thing is to connect with people. That's the most powerful thing. And I, I really, in fact, I think all universities, all fashion school, it should be compulsory that all, every student is actually on the floor connecting with the client. You know, it doesn't have to be on a retail level as it is defined. I'm not interested in retail. Mm. This is, you know, I, I was never interested in retail. That doesn't, does not dictate how I, I work uh, the stores. It's really about connecting. It's actually really about um, actually having a sincere, passionate exchange on, on all things, on all levels. And I think what happens is you, you get people onto this, this other sphere mm that you start to unlock everything that's they have that that they have been conditioned to repress so they free up and then you know and then and if the works itself has truth and logic and value mm. people will always respond I guarantee that. I, I know that. I have experienced well, what's that. What's also yeah. lovely about yeah. what you're doing is that it is a bit of a total concept. You walk into an Alistair Trung store. It's not just clothing that's beautifully arranged on uh, racks. You know, there's a lot of objects, whether it's yes. accessories that you yeah. you put together or sculpture. It's almost a bit like an archaeological dig where you come in and see bones and, you know, it's there's a yes. bit... there's. Well, There's a story. Mm, well, 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 for me, it's it, it's a continuity, mm. and I think it's very natural. You know, people you you might call it a story, or but I feel it's a very natural expression and logical uh, uh, progression from the clothing. So I mean, I I think it's mm. it's the entire picture. So really, it's more like being a director. You know, I'm, I'm making a movie. That that's that that's probably a, a good metaphor uh, analogy. Yeah. Alistair, who yeah. are the, some of the people? Who are the, some of the people you've collaborated with? I remember you were telling me there was a furniture designer. Oh, this uh, is Kai Lu. Kai Lu, who's actually uh, a, a a a a great teacher, actually. So he's from South Australia, and Lee Warren, who's a great choreographer. You know, he's actually American, a, a protege, no Australian, yeah, okay. of of actually. Um, 
um, Rudolf um, Nureyev. He's he's he he's actually he's his protege. So incredible and 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 you know. So how how, how what were you doing with um, uh, Lee? Um, not Lee. Um, uh, Kai Liu. Kai yeah. Liu. Oh, I was doing a talk with him. I did a shoot with him in in, in his store. But we're talking about doing a, a deeper collaboration. Actually, just an exhibition that okay. we could do together. Uh, Lindy Hume. I'm working with her, uh, the opera director. Next, I'm I'm just doing working on a costume for an opera. But I think all of these people actually. They all go through the store, and this is how I meet them. So this is a very interesting thing, that and then, you know, it's just like an open house, and then and I really feel that if you you wait, and be patient, and and all you have to do is actually focus and and try to do good work. Mm-hmm. I, I think good work finds its own way, and then it will attract the the people that the 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 the, the work attracts are always the people that are right for you. So I feel that there's this pressure to go out there and, 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 and PR yourself and market yourself. But there's something that I feel... It's, 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 a, it's a waste of time, really, because I think a lot of people are not ready for that. Mm-hmm. But they feel that in order to get out there or to succeed, they're pressured. I mean, there's also... It's the ego. I think mm-hmm. this is what also PR and advertising and all of these things play on is your ego. So you've got to be, get smarter, be really conscious, go into yourself and really ask yourself what actually validates what you do. So I think that was also a philosophical question that I, I, I pose myself all the time. And, and you know, I can say this and it might sound like, you know, I've worked everything out, but believe me, Stephen, mm. I have doubted. Mm. Uh, well, I think I, anyone I'm, doubts what they do. Yeah, but, yeah. but I feel that really I don't have this confidence that a lot of, I think, the young ones coming up have. Mm. I mean, I see them all the time coming through the store. They are asking for a job and they're like, they, 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 it's the same story. Oh, I really love this lab- label, blah, blah, blah. And then they hand over a resume that reads like a template that it's been given out in university. So I know all, I think academia, I mean, this is, I'm very interested in education, but I feel that we've got to really, you know, teachers, lecturers, the people who write these courses, these, uh, these syllabuses have got to really be awakened to what's going on because I, I find there's a, a whole disconnection between teaching and what's in real life. Yeah. The other thing you hear constantly yeah. In the media, yes. it's no big secret. Is yeah. that online is killing fashion, Australian fashion? Do you have an online presence, or you tend to prefer direct dealing directly? No, with I don't people? have an online store yet. Actually, I've, it's all set up two years ago, but I haven't in I haven't even press the been interested to press the button. I mean, that that's how I feel. Really, it, it's it's. I mean, I've have you know. I, I think it's really important to be aware. Uh, I'm I'm actually very very aware. Contrary to what you know, I yeah. get. The, the the business leaders who come in or yeah. people who are well-meaning to come in the store and and they would advise me on certain things and I'm aware I I know what I need to do that 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 suits this this status quo the way everyone's working on I'm very aware of that mm. I'm very aware of 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 that you should be having all this PR and marketing get involved in this and that I know all of that it's not that I'm not aware it's not but for you. I find that for me. I can't justify it, and 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 I'm I'm just on my own path, and I I feel, but that's what it gets down to. I I maybe so I'm not against PR or advertising, so I, I just clarify that it's it's not about that. 
but I think it's it's what you, what's going to fit you. Yeah. Alice, do you often feel that you'd like to work with someone? You have these ideas and you kind of think you're not sure if they're going to work or not. I'd love to have someone I could actually bounce ideas off. I mean, who do you bounce ideas off? All the time. I mean, constantly I'm bouncing off ideas. And, and I mean, my whole life is, is the search for great teachers, really, Stephen. So I, I feel, and the thing that really inspires me when I get in the store and it's through through the shops, I have met incredible, I mean, the other day, I mean, yesterday actually in the store, we were talking about the Gutai movement in Japan and then I had suddenly, I was talking to a curator from Tokyo and she she said to me, you have a garment that's, that's called Gutai, that's really interesting. And I said, the Gutai movement in Japan, it's such an inspiration. And she, she was flabbergasted that someone actually knows about it. And then there was a woman in the change room she came out and said, I know Gutai, I've just done a thesis on it. What is and, it for the people who don't know? Uh, Gutai is actually a movement in the 60s. It's, uh, it, it's a Japanese equivalent to, to, to abstract expressionism. Uh-huh. So, you know, and, and, you know, so uh, really powerful. But, but wanting to break away from the Japanese tradition of, um, you know, yeah. Um, well, so there's actually been quite a return yeah. to the early 80s, which is refreshing for me after yes. seeing very tacky <laughs> fashion. Uh, in the last few years, yeah. where you see, it's just you know, it's it's almost you know, it's quite objectifying for women, and, and yeah. now there seems to be a real return to looser, um, less more abstract uh, clothing, which I think is really refreshing. Yeah, well, I think this is, but but that's also very very logical. I think people are tired of being static. I think that they they really want to, uh, you know, people are intelligent essentially, but I think. They're hyped up, and and but you know so this constant buying and shopping. So a, a lot of people are on on this uh, consumer treadmill, uh, but once you manage to actually get them off that or, or get them to or awaken something that that that's so actually repressing them, they come out. But people need to see it, and it has to be presented to them in a way uh, that 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 that's actually demystified. It's clarified, and it's totally inspirational, and and and. When I say that, it's actually also... But I think people are not stupid. Mm. They really know intuitively whether it's real or fake. I think, you know... Why, so. why does, is fashion treated so lightly in Australia? I mean, it's not in Europe. When you read the reviews in Europe on fashion, it's a much higher standard. Why is it that we haven't... Um, elevated the discussion on fashion in Australia. Yeah, so you well, don't think there's a market, or you think it's just no. I, I, I but you know, I, I think the world's the same everywhere. So I think there's very mediocre fashion journalism everywhere. But, but I, I feel that in Europe, that that you have actually uh, that, uh, there's been a study of, of of that for a while. So obviously, you know, the, the, there's the time, there's the concentration over time of that, and you have, um, you know, people are really. Have been following, studying it. So, um, you think we just haven't got the history? Uh, but 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 also, that I I feel that's no. I I think it's just finding the right person to to who's running the newspaper that's actually um, that has a clear vision that actually is not afraid to actually critique. 
you know, so can can you please stop reporting? Like we're not, you know, like everyone reports. There's no critiquing. There's no critique, so I, I, I very little. So um, uh, I think someone like Marion Hume is fantastic. It's amazing. Who's actually, who actually just uh, very, very logically would present an argument, an, an argument that's actually uh, compelling, but also with 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 a lot of humor and 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 you know um, objectivity. So and a lot of intelligence. So I think. So all of these fashion writers, please, can you please stop reporting and start critiquing and also just um, con- connect the dots. Really, we need because people. Because as, a, as yeah. a designer, I would have thought you'd like feedback, good or bad. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I have uh, all the people who come in the store and then, you know, I mean, they come in uh, in the beginning, they, they're a bit sheepish. They, they're sort of like curious and they're like, there's got to be something here. I sense it. I, I can see it in their faces, but it's a new language. But then, you know, and then people always ask me, you know, how do you, do I wear this? Mm-hmm. And I find that question is very powerful mm-hmm. because, and I, I, I've, I, and it opens the door for me to actually just but so, um The fact that people engage. have to ask, how do I wear it? Obviously, I love re- it. But it also requires a very special type of person selling your clothing who actually has the experience to explain to that person how to wear it. Well, it's not just yeah. the type of stuff that you walk into a shop. You actually have to know it's true. How, something I mean, about it. It's it. interesting. And, and also the way we um, actually um, gather people to be part of this tribe is really – I've never really had fashion people. I mean, actually, recently I've actually started to – I have actually uh, two fashion graduates, very, very young – but they have something in them that actually, and I always say to my team that, you know, I, I don't run, I don't have a manual that I run the business by. I mean, basically, the way I brief everyone when they, they begin is really that, you know, this is your kingdom. This space is your kingdom. I just want you to be as extraordinary as you can and help me expand this. Because you're here because I, just, I, can, have, I can see these qualities that you have. And I think that you have the potential to, to expand this language. Yeah. Alistair, when's the downtime? When do you feel completely you can cut yourself off and not think about work? Or is there no Oh, such I time? have a lot of downtime. You know, this is the other myth as well, that people think that I'm always in a hurry. You know what? The reason why I work for myself is really I wanted to actually just define a lot of things in my life. And, it, I mean, the, one of the fundamental philosophical questions is that what do you want to get out of your life? So, I mean, that actually tells you the next step. And and I have so much time for myself. You know, I would stop and drop everything if, if there's a great conversation waiting, mm-hmm. if there's a great performance waiting, a great uh, uh, exhibition, I will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be anywhere in the world. I could fly over to Venice right now. Mm-hmm. No one's going to stop me. It's not the fashion, the fashion schedule does not dictate how I work. You know, so, I mean, I mean, you try, I, I, I mean, there, there's some restriction, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm totally free. I mean, we're all sort of caught up in, but you in can something. Fit in give a pleasure. Yeah, but, but, but I find that we have to actually, uh, for all creative people especially, that it's very important to, 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 to find a, uh, a way of doing things or design the processes in which you work to actually fit into your rhythm. And, and then that's sustainable. You can keep on going. If yeah. you weren't working yeah. in clothing, Alistair, what do you think you'd be doing? If the, what, what area do you think you'd be I think I'll in? work with flowers, Stephen. Yeah. But then I'd probably... 
but that probably be juxtaposed with something else. So, so be a new. Well, you know, I'm a cloth addict. Mm. So I mean, really, I mean, I cannot imagine my life. My life's incomplete without cloth. Mm. Was and, there someone in the family that had this love love of materials? Was it just something? Not really. That... No, I, I think it's you know I, I'm just like most most black sheep in the family. I mean, there's there's no rhyme or reason. It just, just pops up, you know. So it's uh, but but I think creativity is actually people are creative, and this is what I say to yeah, the couple of the young ones who've taken on you know, fashion graduates. That you know, I said, when you're working here, consider your PhD. This is your PhD. And I want you to really learn as much as you can, and expand, and be really inquiry, inquiring in what you're doing, because you know this is your PhD. You're gonna learn so much here about people. It will teach you many, many things, not just about clothing, but on 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 human relations. You know, on on many levels, and 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 the more if you put in all of this hard work, you're gonna get that much out of it. So. Um, I think what's also interesting, just before we wrap up, yeah. but I, I think what's also interesting that you've really managed to attract, you know, a younger market, but also a, a more mature market who actually a bit tired of what's on offer. Oh, I think you know, you know I mean, and I think really, you know, people in their fifties, women in their fifties, sixties, even seventies, can walk into an Alistair Trung store and, and men, not, Stephen. And, and men, yeah. Um, my mm. son wears some of your clothes, yes, and just to feel quite comfortable with themselves and confident and that's actually a lovely thing it's true why well, people I, want to enjoy shopping well i i, I feel well yeah i mean uh, a bit of shopping but more thinking mm-hmm. so I, I i feel that you know um just edit i think edit's a really it's it's a great word because i i feel that you know i mean pe- we talk about being environmentally friendly and 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 ethics and all of this, but I think the most powerful thing that you can do as a person or as a designer is actually is to design well, to design things that last. I mean, I have very, very little wastage in the way that my, my cat patterns are, are, are conceived, you know, so almost zero wastage, in fact. So I have done this since the very beginning, you know, so... It's rare I, in the industry. Well, but but to me, but it's logical. I want to save money, yeah. so I'm motivated by actually uh, 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 economic, economically efficient. So, uh, so I mean, I, it's not it's not like I just started and 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 and, and try to be you know like a you know and do everything right. I mean, I I, I think in terms of logic and and I but there I, is so much wastage. In I hate waste. You know, I'm. I'm from an Asian culture, Stephen. So I mean, uh, uh, being frugal is so important. I mean, you know, so uh, so I conceive everything. So there's there's very very little waste. Um, I also feel that things need to be transitional. It needs to be transoccasional, because you know we have like evening wear. What's evening wear? There's weekend wear. There's work wear. But I need things that are in between. Can we have things that actually from, from go to one place to another, from one season to another? So I think this is the way of the future. I mean, we're going to be nomadic. I think we're, we're going to need things that are open-ended that actually are multifunctional. I mean, it is quite yeah. kind of strange having this idea called resort wear. I mean, what, what the hell mean? is that? And, you, you know, what the hell is a that? A loud printed shirt and exactly. you're having fun or something. It, it's, it's just another game. So yeah. I just feel like, well, I mean, people yeah. just feel like, but also it gets down to uh, this business idea that you have to grow all the time. So... So I find it's a very interesting question. So I have to ask myself, well, where do you want to go? So 
Yeah. I just feel like I just like to get to a point where I'm comfortable, but I don't need to actually make more money than I already am. Seriously, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean to sound like yeah. you know I, I know it all, or, but I I really feel in my heart mm-hmm. that you know I mean it's a heartfelt thing when I mm-hmm. say this. It's it's not, you know I, I don't I'm not. Gonna put myself out to be this environmentally friendly designer, ethically made. I mean, I'm very suspicious of actually of all of those labels because I think, well, you know, I mean, it's very easy to have a tag display on the garment to to say that consumers. And I think there's a lot of jam uh, on the bandwagon mentality. You know, I think we all contribute to waste. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I did, if I was truly environmentally. Um, you know, so sustainable. I I shouldn't be really producing clothing. I mean, that's the honest truth. Yeah. And stop having children. Yeah. Really, I mean, what's the carbon footprint of a baby? Yeah. No one asks that question. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're really honest about really trying to save the world, I mean, that that we have to be radically change the way that we do things. Like give up all cars, all of these things. The earth can't take it. So forget about all of these. T- it's all marketing tools that I find really insult the consumer. Yeah, Alistair, look, it's been a pleasure yeah. having you on. I've um, been you. following your career for many years, <laughs> and it's just lovely seeing people grow so organically and just enjoy the what you're doing. So sometimes, <laughs> but like I said, Stephen, you know, it, it's comedy and tragedy. It's it's theatre, you know. So, well, I yeah. wish I wish yeah. more. Uh, fashion designers could, or clothing people <laughs> yes. could laugh at themselves because I think you, you really need to have humour in this business, in your business. You've you been too. with um, uh, Stephen Crafty talking to Alistair Trung, uh, Talking Design, RMIT in, uh, in Melbourne. Look, thanks so much for listening and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank Alistair. you very much. Thank you.